This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Monday 4th of July. I'm Sonal Patel. And I'm Victoria Mitzi. A gunman goes on a rampage in a shopping mall in Denmark, killing three people. There's a video circulating around on social media with him walking around with the reps around a military cap, I believe. The, the face is filled up, though, with a hunting rifle above his shoulder, walking around in shopping centre before doing the shooting. And in Ukraine, Russia now says it has control over the eastern region of Luhansk. The Russians don't have very sophisticated artillery, but they have a lot of it, and they're just tanking as much of it as possible. The Times Daily World Briefing. The sound of gunfire at one of Denmark's biggest shopping malls. There was terror and panic as shoppers ran from a man holding a rifle in a busy shopping centre on a Sunday afternoon. As gunshots were fired in the mall, people ran to get away to safety. Copenhagen's field shopping centre was bustling at the time. Eyewitnesses spoke of panic among shoppers. One of them, named Isabel, spoke to Danish media. Suddenly we heard shots. I think we heard ten shots. And then we ran through the mall and we ended up in a toilet where we huddled together. We were really scared. Heavily armed police rushed in another part of the centre, telling people to seek shelter as they tried to hunt down the gunman who police believe was shooting people at random. Three people were killed and several others wounded, some critically. Officers cordoned off the area and arrested a 22-year-old Danish man believed to have a history of mental health issues. His chief police inspector, Soren Thomason. In connection to the shooting yesterday, we informed you that there were three people killed. And the three killed are a 17-year-old Danish man, a 17-year-old Danish woman and a 47-year-old Russian citizen residing in Denmark. He believes the man acted alone. There is nothing in our investigation, or the documents that we've been looking at, or the items we found, or the witness statements we have, that could indicate that it was an act of terror. British singer Harry Styles was due to perform at a venue less than a mile away. That's now been cancelled as Denmark mourns those who've lost their lives. And we go to Ukraine where its forces have withdrawn from the bombed-out city of Lysychansk and the country's army confirmed it's fallen to Russian control. The army general staff said their defence forces have withdrawn from the eastern city, which has been the scene of fierce fighting in recent days. The exits prompted Russia to claim it has full control of the Luhansk region. The Ministry of Defence says the Ukrainian withdrawal will almost certainly lead to a Russian switch to capturing the Donetsk region. In its latest update, the MOD says the battle for the Donbass has been grinding and attritional and is highly unlikely to change in the weeks ahead. The Times of London's diplomatic correspondent Catherine Phillip is in Kyiv and says it was a symbolic defeat but had been predicted. The Russians don't have very sophisticated um, artillery, but they have a lot of it and they're just tanking as much of it as possible um, towards these key targets, places like Lysychansk, that make it absolutely impossible for um, civilian life to continue. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said modern weapons would help Ukraine turn the tide. His words have been translated. We will win back the land 
and people must be protected above all else. And if the commanders of our army recall people from certain points of the front where the enemy has the greatest fire advantage, it means only one thing, that we will return thanks to our tactics, thanks to the increase in the supply of modern weapons. Slovyansk in the neighboring Donetsk region is the latest to come under heavy Russian bombardment. The Times Daily World Briefing. On the way, the latest on the drama at the British Grand Prix and scientists make a giant discovery. Before that, though, Sri Lanka's energy minister has issued a dire warning over the country's fuel stocks. Last week, Sri Lanka suspended sales of petrol and diesel for non-essential vehicles because it's struggling to pay for imports like fuel, food and medicines. The island nation of 22 million people is facing its worst economic crisis since gaining independence from the UK in 1948, as it lacks enough foreign currency to pay for imports of essential goods. Mohammed's a market trader in Colombo. He says things are very difficult for people like him, that they're having to wait for weeks to queue up just to get fuel. He says they have no money and are having to pawn their jewellery and possessions just to survive. Experts believe Sri Lanka is the first country to take the drastic step of halting sales of petrol to ordinary people since the 1970s oil crisis when fuel was rationed in the US and Europe. Shortages of fuel, food and medicines have helped push up the cost of living to record highs in the country, where many people rely on motor vehicles for their livelihoods. Darshna Kurupa is a lawyer. I really want to tell the people of this country, we will stand with you, please come to the street, we'll fight against these corrupt politicians, they have ruined our country for decades. Now we can't, bear, we can't tolerate anymore. The International Monetary Fund, which monitors world economies, has been meeting to discuss bailing out Sri Lanka to the tune of some two and a half billion pounds. And to Sydney, where over 30,000 people living in and around Australia's biggest city have been told to evacuate their homes as they brace themselves for more torrential rain. One person is known to have died after days of heavy rain led to rivers breaking their banks and dams overflowing. Emergency services have been stretched to capacity as they try to rescue people stranded by the rising waters. It's the fourth round of flooding to have hit the region in less than 18 months and in March, floods killed 20 people, many in New South Wales. Minister for Emergency Services and Resilience, Steph Cook, told residents they must heed evacuation warnings even if they escaped the flooding last time. If you were safe in 2021, do not assume you will be safe tonight. Uh, This is a rapidly evolving situation uh, and we could very well see uh, areas impacted that have never experienced flooding before. New South Wales State Emergency Service Commissioner Carleen York underlines the warnings to residents. We're anticipating that these levels will rise above the last 18 months of flood levels. So it is important to not expect that if you survived and your, um, if your house survived and didn't get wet on the last occasion or your buildings, that you need to rethink that strategy. Uh, just because it got to the front doorstep on the last floods doesn't mean that it won't escalate overnight. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With more on the drama at Silverstone, here's John Jackson.
Ferrari's Carlos Sainz claimed his first F1 victory in his 150th race as he won the British Grand Prix. He was joined on the podium at Silverstone by Red Bull's Sergio Perez and Mercedes's Lewis Hamilton. The race had to be restarted after a dramatic crash involving China's Guanyo Zhou. His Alfa Romeo flipped over, skidded off the track and vaulted a barrier. He was unhurt and no other drivers were seriously injured. Meanwhile, police arrested a number of environmental protesters who invaded the circuit. Mick Schumacher, son of legendary racer Michael, also took home his first ever F1 points by finishing eighth. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker has revealed why he was taken to hospital last week. The 46-year-old, who's married to reality TV star Kourtney Kardashian, was rushed to emergency care last week with pain in his abdomen. Apparently his pancreas was damaged during a routine operation earlier to remove a polyp. Barker was seen being carried into Cedars-Sinai Medical Centre on a stretcher last Tuesday. On his Instagram, the 46-year-old said he was grateful that with intensive treatment, he was feeling much better and thanked his fans for their prayers and love. And finally, it's not often you get new discoveries, but what about one that's only just been found but has been in plain sight for 177 years? And it's not tiny. It's a giant record-breaking lily that's more than three metres wide. The huge plant's been in the archives of London's Kew Royal Botanic Gardens, growing among other aquatic plants, but was mistakenly identified as another species. It's been named Victoria Boliviana and marks the first discovery of a giant water lily in over a century. Horticulturalist Carlos Magdalena, one of the world's leading water lily experts, says he's always thought the plant was different to the others, especially in appearance. He described the discovery as the highlight of his career. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing on Monday the 4th of July. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.